This podcast is a production of the San Francisco Chronicle. TV Talk Machine, anniversary with Tim Goodman and Question Boy and Benny on the knobs. Yes, it is. It's Tim Goodman's TV Talk Machine podcast, and it's triumphant return from obscurity and uh, hiatus. And or banishment. What do you think? I don't know. Back in black, hit the sack. <laughs> that would be uh, Question Boy, aka Joe Garofalo. Welcome back, Joe. Oh, it was fantastic to be here. Yes, yeah, so after they threw us under the bus, <laughs> they threw us. They threw under the bus, under the bus. Yeah, apparently it's... everybody was thrown under the bus except. <laughs> no, listen. I, we have to get to this quickly. Let me just recap that this is our first podcast. Um, in a number of weeks, which is different from when I was in L.A. and we were off the air, we were sort of banished because, to recap, Benny had to go because the economy is cratering. He had to go to the business department, and we were told that no one could do these podcasts. Of course, uh, we found out later on that that was not necessarily true. Uh, I think you spotted it, and I yeah. periodically spotted it. And then one day, I got a bunch of emails from people saying, hey, have you looked at the podcast page? Everybody's doing a podcast Except you. Yeah. So then I got on the horn to uh, more workus, more workus Chan, and yes. I said, "Hey, friend, <laughs> what's the story here?" Ben, <laughs> Benny was uh, he was whittling too. He was did you? He's carved an entire. <laughs> He's carrying an entire uh, like a silver plate of silverware. He's well, got he's, he's got like a, like three or four sets now of wooden wooden spoons, forks, knives. Kind of like Jed, Jed Clamp it out in front of his mansion there, just yeah. away. <laughs> By the way, Benny, uh, the good job going up there and uh, staunching the uh, staunching the bleeding in the yeah. economy. By the way, as soon as you got up, we we, we lost like three hundred points a day when you got up there. <laughs> well, you know, there's the Benny effect. Every co- every company I used to cover on the technology beat. <laughs> Uh, starting with the original Napster, either uh, went bankrupt, got sued, or got sold. So I, I had the Benny effect on the economy. Wow. Uh, you, That's it, good to know. It's like, it's like we, we put him up there to, to cover the economy, and essentially what he does is he, he craters it even more. <laughs> Ever since he's been in business, we're, it, we're like in a recession. This is a, the Great Depression. Here's this an podcast apple. is the Great yeah. Depression. <laughs> yes, this podcast will be the Great No, we've promised. Yes. Here's an apple, by the way. Let me sell it to you. Thank you. That's my that's my that's my nod to the. Do you have any Great Depression? Um, do you have any Great Depression uh, uh, impressions? Uh, I don't know. We'll see. There's nothing to fear but fear itself. That's uh, FDR is Churchill apparently. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Way to bring it. You know what? We are all rusty. But I want to tell you something. We people want us back, and I never thought this was true because our clearly our wives don't want us back. <laughs> no. But. I have traveled this great country. This is my stump speech. <laughs> I have traveled this great country, and what I've seen is people want more of the TVTM. You got that. Uh, you got that message loud and clear the other night at the JCC. Your, yes. your live event, though. My one. recent uh, JCC <laughs> event, where actually people actually paid to come out. They, I think the JCC says something like 140 people came out, or something That's like very that. Nice. Eighteen bucks ahead, and there's no no free swag at this thing. You don't toss I DVDs gave into the away. crowd. This is a paying crowd. This and they, they were, came for the intellectual stimulation. They were very smart. Yes, they, they came for the intellectual stimulation. In fact, after uh, uh, oh, after the introduction, 
uh, I thought to myself, these people, uh, they must have come out and thought thinking that David Mamet was here. Because A, there were too many of them, and B, they were just, they were too, they were very nice. They were very appreciative. They thought it was John Goodman. <laughs> they thought it was John Goodman. <laughs> the first three questions <laughs> were about Roseanne <laughs> and the Cohen brothers. Oh, uh, the questions were great. And I did stay afterwards and take questions. But that's, you know, other than the email, and anecdotally, I've heard people say, hey, when you're bringing back the podcast. But I have to tell you, at that event, really hit home that the great people of this country want, wanted the podcast to return. And I was, my reaction was, really? <laughs> the, really? People asked where you were. They asked where Benny was. Like we traveled together all the time. Yeah, well, we're joined at the hip, yes. no question. But they, in fact, somebody actually from the crowd, when we took questions, somebody said, when's the podcast coming back? <laughs> Seriously. Someone yelled it out? Yeah. And then, wow. and then afterwards, one of the first questions, somebody asked me a very smart question. I think it was about Mad Men. And then uh, a, a very charming man behind him said, I only have one question. When's the, <laughs> when's the podcast coming back? Wow. Uh, it's great. And did, then, the, did the host know what the po- our podcast was? Yes. George Dobbins from the Commonwealth Club knew that I had a podcast and a blog. And he's very, he's very TV savvy. Loved, we have to have George in here. He's very, very TV savvy. Uh, but what, a couple things. I met Burb Woman. All right. Yes, a regular contributor to the TVTM and a, a frequent listener to uh, the podcast. And P. Page... Mm. One of your great admirers. Yes. P-Page. She was she's written there. songs about us. She has, and I said to her, she can sing anytime. Uh, and she's lovely. She was just down the street at, at Macy's, and I told her to come. I said, first of all, I said, advertise with us, please. <laughs> and then, and so we can get Benny back. Let's get the economy rolling. <laughs> Give out some free apples at, 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 uh, uh, at Macy's. But people really wanted it back. So here we are back, and you and I have made a pledge that we're going to stay positive. Absolutely. You know, because in times of crisis, in times of depression, people want... To know when the riches is coming back, they w- riches has been canceled. Oh, it was. Yeah. <laughs> then we won't have to deal with that question ever again. No, it's been canceled. Know, but no, a, a riches movie. That's breaking news. <laughs> breaking news from two weeks ago when we didn't have a podcast, but but Mick LaSalle did, and uh, Raiders beat and 49ers insider and Pinoy Pot. Yeah, we actually had a Pinoy Pot. You had a Pinoy Pot. Somebody said, hey, there's a Pinoy Pot. There's no TVTM. <laughs> there hasn't oh, been one of those in like three months. brutal. The disrespect this generation show. You can't, you cannot bring your script. Uh, it's Pinoy Pot considered a scrub. I can't say that because Benny's part of it. Because <laughs> he's here, right? You've got you've to bring your A game. First, I want you to go out there and hit people in the mouth. Oh, you're Mike, Mike Singletary. Mike, Way to Mike bring Singletary. That's what, the, that's what our podcast is I love about. Mike Singletary. God, that's good. The team sucks. Oh, I could just, I just want to, they should just broadcast his post-game press conferences. Yeah, I love it. Live. Yeah. In its entirety. Yes, he is just, ugh. Oh, this is, podcast hits people in the mouth. It hits people, this is it's our goal. the groin, Let's hit people in the groin. Hits people in the groin. And speaking of groins, is that yes. your welcome back, shorty robe? It absolutely is, oh, my friend. It leaves nothing to the imagination. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's the Euro Cut Plus. Oh my God! And as you will see, mine also has the the, the inverted. It's like a chevron. The V <laughs> as it heads down to my boy parts. It's like a chevron. It's an inverted. And I see you're you're using your tecrolein too. <laughs> I've got my tecrolein and my and, and yes, I have just. I am. My garden is in order. Wow, that is good very nice. Back. Well, you had a couple weeks off to, to take care of all your, your back exactly. trimming and I, and stuff. No, whoa, 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 whoa. Speaking of a couple weeks off, I'm off now. That's right. You are coming in here. You are not the Vernon Davis no. of this podcast. I am not. I am tell, I'm telling people I'm supposed to be on vacation, and I'm in here because the people, the good people of this country, they wanted change. <laughs> 
And they said, please change the podcast <laughs> to something that's informative. Is that, that's that's like Walton on the stump. I think, what is that? That's Walton as a, as a lecturer on the stump. Uh, so, so, yeah, I'm on vacation, but I'm here doing it. Way Cause, to go. Because otherwise, we would, uh, by the way, and Justin Beck did volunteer last, last Monday to do a podcast right. with us, but I was on vacation then as well and couldn't that's do it. That's what happened. Oh. I was looking forward to last week, too. I, th- I thought Justin was going to do it. but Yeah. You know what? There's a, spir- there's a spirit of optimism in this room, in this podcast. I feel it. I feel that we can, uh, we can overcome anything, except a lack of entertainment. <laughs> and knowledge. And knowledge. knowledge. Yeah. And information. And joy. But we have questions. So look, hey, it's great <clears throat> to be back. Uh, for all the listeners out there, thank you for rejoining us. And uh, Yes, thank you for your support. Yes. Thank you. This, this is for you. The listeners. Oh, great ones. Oh, great ones. All and, seven of you. All Thank seven. You. you know what? And it's not seven. I can tell you. and Because it just... They came out in, in droves and asking for the TVTM. And listen, internationally, I know that you feel our pain. I know that your banks were imploding and your economies were also cratering because our economy, our thieves on Wall Street were... But if there's one thing you can look forward to from America, it's this podcast. Yes. Bringing joy to France... The Southern Hemisphere, uh, South Korea, South Korea, Canada, Taiwan, Sweden, Sweden Taiwan, yes. Japan, the Paris, big niche. We said we said oh, the well, Paris. Paris yes. is. I mean, you know what? If, I'm going to be the Paris bureau chief of this podcast starting in a couple of weeks. Right now, someone is going to sleep to this podcast in Paris, nude, nude, next to his partner of choice, significant other. Yes. Yes. All right, let's get to the question. Speaking of burb, burb woman, ah. Martha from Lafayette writes in. She says uh, she's writing it about Mars. She was Life lovely, by the way. I met her in person. Lovely. Mm-hmm. Right. Hi, Tim, QB, and Manny. I will be away from home TV when Life on Mars premieres, and I'm hoping that the other half will remember to set the DVR for me. Have you? By the way, this came in on uh, September 29th. Yes, and we should, we should say that we, we are... Unapologetically reading all letters that were within the last, I think, calendar year, because we just, even though we've been away, these may have validity somewhere yes. inside them. Have you seen this new David E. Kelly-less version? Is it any good? <laughs> I'm willing to watch it now that he is not associated with it anymore. We're on the making, third episode, and I'm making an assumption that it might be good. Correct me if I'm wrong, please. Do you want to try read the entire thing, or do you want to stop right there? Over I was having my Diet Coke. Sponsored by Diet Coke. Um, <laughs> life, life on Mars. <laughs> no, the funny part is, as I was reading, is that it's, it's already aired three episodes. Yes, I do like it. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be as good as... I mean, it can't ever be as good as the original, because these people didn't make the original. They The, the pilot was very true to it. Uh, the subsequent episodes have been good. And I've, I'm intrigued by it, but again, whether it can sustain 22 episodes when the original had 16 over two seasons with a finale, a definitive finale, uh, I don't know. But um, Burb Woman, I am going to watch uh, and, until I can't watch. Uh, I, so far, I like it. So far, it hasn't turned me off. It's was, not scintillating, but it has not turned me off. How can you watch Harvey Keitel without the cursing? Without him doing, he doesn't any, do any cursing in the show, right? He does not do any cursing in the show, but he's tough. He's tough. Yeah. He, you know he's 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 he would like he would like this podcast. Oh yeah, I he would so. he could get in here and rough and tumble with us and Mike Singletary. <laughs> you know we could all let's all, all the tough guys in here. 
He, we, like us. We, yeah, why don't we play? <laughs> we would play 10, 10 players short. We play one person short and be penalized. Just like well, we always play one person short when we have Benny. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Martha continues, so sorry I missed the hootenanny, uh, but I am hoping to see you at the JCC in October. Yes, she she was there. She was there. Yes, October twenty. See, that was like a, that's like a two month old letter. But we our ode to uh, Bird Woman. We're going to read it. What were you, anything she says? Yes, I will pay to see you in person, sharing your TV wisdom with the masses, or at least the local Jewish masses. <laughs> Are you big with Jews? Is that the, the, the Jews the, love me. Who yeah. doesn't love me? I am cross religion. I am uh, poly religious. <laughs> Thank you for reading my emails. The workouts have gotten more amusing now that the TVTM is back on schedule. So you can keep up the acerbic good work and yes, yes, yes on the John Ham crush. Oh, yeah. She's got a John Ham crush. I yeah. know we all, though. Who doesn't? Yeah, man. Do you, you want to chime in right now about your Betty Draper uh, crush? Oh, my, January my, Jones? My January Jones crush. Yeah. You and really my, do and like my, her. And my Christina uh, Hendricks crush as well. Really? Yes. Yes. I, I, uh, I, I'm gonna, I was watching the Madman. Uh, uh, rap party, the ten minutes of it. On yes, and was freezing a couple of frames there. Were you freezing frames? Yeah, that's uh, you know the wife's out of town. I got it's, Ugh, it's lonely yeah. at home now. Oh, and wow. ever since the HBO Zone was off, you know, that, was my, <laughs> that was my one entree entry point, if you will. <laughs> so you don't have you don't have any of that. Uh, Nothing really zero. Yeah, you know off. I go to like uh, Mike and Mike now. That's about this. Wow, really? That's that's really not porn. That's sports. It's sports porn. It's sports porn. Yeah, you could do that. I could give you a couple of Dwell magazines if you want some. Uh, and I can't go. There. You don't have the, yeah, uh, the mid-century thing. modern porn. No. You know, off mic, I can, I can, I can give you a couple of good uh, <laughs> free, free porn sites if you'd like. You know, <laughs> please on the computer. We'll talk about. Yeah, it. yeah right. that's that. But, um, the only reason. Oh, I want to talk also about the. Uh, did you see uh, John Hamm on Saturday Night Live? I did. Yes. Yes. Uh huh. Very good. Very versatile. I, I, I watched he, the. Was, he was funny. It's some good he's comedic a, timing. He's a great actor. <laughs> Boy, I, that. But you know what that revealed is how bad Saturday Night Live is. Oh yeah. No, I didn't uh, watch without the political stuff. Yeah, without, I just did all the, without all, Tina Fey. Yeah, she's the whole show, and even that is. It's great. I'm not getting tired of it. I think Tina Fey is getting tired of it. Yeah. But I, I just wanted to make clear I didn't watch SNL on its own. I just you know YouTube and and went onto the NBC site to see the ham stuff. Yeah. They, it was kind of a funny uh, Mad Men. Uh, I love the yeah. Mad Men riff. Very yeah. funny. Yeah. Um, oh, the only reason I watched the disastrous Emmy shows was uh, to see if Mad Men got recognized, and with the bleak hope that maybe The Wire would get recognized. Mm. Which of course, it didn't. No, it's of course it didn't. But Bur- Burb Woman, way to way to send the emails in, even like two months ago. Yes. God, she's loyal. Well, here's a look—a relatively recent one from Woo! Bob Mack in Napa Valley. All right, Bob, bring it. I'm looking through the analog version of the Chrono the other day. <laughs> and notice is that the, the ink is and my friend uh, uh, my friend Dave Walker from the uh, uh, Times Picayune now calls newspapers the Inkysaurus. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good. And notice the list of top the top twenty shows on TV. Sad. I watch none of them. Well, that's not true. I watch Dancing with the Stars and Desperate Housewives, but only because my beautiful wife takes over the remote those nights. What does this say about me? Hmm. Why am I going against the American grain and watching what the multitudes don't? Do I like good TV shows and the rest of the country likes bad ones? CSI and NCIS? Really? Bob Mack in the Napa Valley. Wow, Bob Mack saying he has no shows in the top 20 that he likes. Here's what I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to defend America. <sighs> I know. Look out, America. <laughs> no, listen, I don't watch a lot of the shows in the top 20 either, and they pay me for it, so... 
But it, those shows are not particularly bad. I mean, they, they all serve their purpose. In fact, I think as uh, television becomes much more of a comfort food for the country as we crater economically, I think a lot of those shows that are in and out and done, like CSI and NCIS and Law and Order, those, those will remain popular because you know what you get. You go in, it's procedural, 59 minutes later, the door slams shut and you're out. Um, so I, I, I'm, you know, some, there's some reality show crap in the top 20. I'm not, and, and boring shows, but I'm not going to be against them. I prefer to think of it as that we are all sophisticated, uh, those of us who are not, including Bob Mack from Napa, who are not watching shows in the top 20. We're all sophisticated, savvy viewers. We're using our uh, critical faculties to choose, say, Sons of Anarchy or Mad Men or uh, other shows. Do you think that, uh, <clears throat> that, you know, since we are entering the depression, recession, whatever you want to call it, yes. there are uh, shows that are more challenging like that will be a tougher sell in the viewer. Well, uh, no. Well, I'll tell you what I think will be the downfall of this is that uh, the, I think premium channels uh, are going to be a tougher sell. So really good quality shows on Showtime and, and HBO may start losing some, some of their audience because no one can afford to pay for, pay for that in tough times. So that's going to be the first. People are going to look at that and say, oh, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to cut that, I think. Yeah. So. Even the HBO zone, right? I know. I, even, the, even the HBO porn zone, that may have to be cut. But, but, but to answer your thing, I think, uh, uh, no, the economic hard times are not going like, to like cut down on like AMC and all those and, and FX. They're still going to be putting out their stuff because uh, they have to. LC from the 207. That's Maine. Maine's Maine. only area code. Oh, is it really? Maine's only area code. That's what she, LC. That's what she tells us, yes. I only listened to your podcast a couple of times before you were cruelly ripped off the airwaves. Thanks, LC. Since I hardly ever watch TV because I'm very busy and important. Well, okay, because I go to bed early and I'm too skin flinty to get cable. <laughs> I don't know how much, I don't know much about what's on the tube these days. So I appreciate the fact that you hardly spend any time in your podcast actually talking about TV shows. <laughs> Nonetheless, I was hoping you could help me with something that seems very odd. <clears throat> Since I don't actually watch all those HBO series on HBO, I rent them from Netflix like any reasonable person who has to go to bed by 9.45 every night to be ready to deal with the raging four-year-old and two-year-old every morning at 5 a.m. Whoa, now that hey, I have... hey, <clears throat> Mr. Dadco. Are you, what do you got, water over there? You're going real fast. Hmm. Good, let, let it breathe, my friend. Let it breathe well, it I, out I, I was bit. trying to get into the spirit of the, okay. the, of the right. reader. You okay, know, she was right. like, at, at like She's a, got a four-year-old and a two-year-old, and she's, <laughs> yeah, okay. Now I have rented and rated... Very highly, The Wire, The Sopranos, and Weeds. Mm -hmm. Netflix has been insisting that I would love Heroes and must rent it at all costs. <laughs> I don't know anything about Heroes and thought maybe I should try it, but then I attempted to watch five minutes of it on TV the other day, and it seemed, well, dreadful. Mm. Can you explain this to me in short, easy-to-understand sentences? <laughs> Thank you. LC from the 207. Very nice. LC from New England. We like to hear from you. Oh, LC in, Ma in Maine's only area code. Era. <laughs> What's that? That's that's uh, Senator Kennedy. <laughs> or, I think it's Diamond Joe Quimby. Era. Come on, Anthony, wow, Anthony no, that is that is classic. Uh, Elsie, I can give you a very short declarative sentence. Uh, Netflix is wrong. You will not enjoy <laughs> Heroes. Heroes was the buzz blows. show. What happens? I'll tell you what happens. Exactly, it's a textbook case of being. Uh, the Buzz show three seasons ago, being very creative, being very unique, uh, and uh, you know, you, you set this this great mythology up. People love those kind of shows. People who are into those kind of shows 
set this mythology up. You have these heroes with all these special powers. They didn't have a rule book. There's no Bible. Even the diehard fans are gone. The only people who are left liking that show, I think, are a little bit unstable. Or perhaps a little too loyal to a fault to a series that is clearly, clearly in trouble. Season two, total disaster. Creative disaster. It was the only show on television that I think was lucky to have the strike come. Wow. To get it off of the air. They had to fix it. It was just a disaster. They decided they were going to spin off. Remember, it was such a hit in the first season. They were going to spin it off. Plans for that out the window because the creators couldn't even handle the second season, which was luckily strike-shortened. They come back in this third season. I'm thinking, okay, all right, I'm back on board for Heroes. Hit the reset button. You admitted your mistakes in season two. Give me something to watch. First of all, confusing, stupid, additional characters, characters with... Characters with special powers that we didn't even know they had before. That's breaking the rules. You can't. You have to have the Bible. Give, there's a Bible that guides these things. You, when you, when you, whether it's Lost or any of these other shows, you introduce a character. I've said this before. If if this character can fly, right, then in the tenth episode he can't swim underwater. Okay, you can't. You know, you got to be clear with it. You can't like have him willy nilly or her willy nilly doing things that we don't know that they can do. And too many characters, too many stupid things, too many mood changes. Elsie, let me tell you something, straight up, in Maine. Watch something else. Don't watch Heroes. Move on. Wow. Great work, oh, great oh, one. Oh, great one. <laughs> this is from Donna and You were Ro- kind of like, like you, you looked at me and, and there was almost awe in your eyes. It was. I, I was, was fiery. Like, I was ready to put on the shoulder pads and go out there and <laughs> hit a television. Or go out there and turn off Heroes. Donna from Ronard Park. Ronard Park. Yes. What do we call what do we what do we call Ronard Park? Does she have an Row Park? Come? I don't Row know. Row Park? No, we do the R Park. Row. We've got to come up with something about Ronard Park. All I know about Ronard Park is on my way to wine country. <laughs> <laughs> she says, kudos to you, Joe. Kudos to Joe to yeah, you. Just a letter to me. Oh God. Is this an under the bus thing? <laughs> no. I'm thrilled with your compilation on lies, half truths, and contradictions. <laughs> oh God! This is, you know what? I, I'm with her. I'm thrilled by she. For those of you who don't know, <laughs> she is referencing Joe's uh, political coverage and his specifically his blog work. <clears throat> yes, yeah, so we also have something in the on, in on the, the politics in, blog. In the, you should mention on the politics blog. Yes, yeah. yes, the politics blog ding, available ding, at ding, the. Ding, 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 ding. Ding. Um, and we also do something in the Sunday paper where we compile the lies of the week, <laughs> including. <laughs> This podcast will be entertaining. <laughs> right. Oh, and there's a database, too. Is there an yeah, interactive database? database kind of, of lies. Marcus will want us to plug that Yes. Because <laughs> good work for Justin back there. <laughs> Eye-opening and informative, great journalism, and it keeps things in real perspective. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, this is painful. I'm sorry to say, this is the answer where it gets to the podcast. Oh, okay. Well, okay. I'm that, sorry to say... Oh. <clears throat> I stopped po- that I'm sorry to say that I stopped podcasting Tim Goodman's podcast <laughs> because you two were getting too sophomoric and silly. A lot of smarmy and unpleasant repartee. And I must say, I was getting grossed out. I'm normally a pretty relaxed and liberal human as a rule, but you guys went over the top. I'd rather read your skilled journalistic writing than hearing your goofy verbal exchanges. I'm a smart 73-year-old bohemian woman Predating beatniks and hippies, and I enjoy Borat, <laughs> Richard Pryor, Lenny Bruce, George Carlin, and Bill Maher. 
So it takes a lot to gross me out. <laughs> Again, let me salute your campaign check. It's a brilliant idea. And the press needs to print the truth without tainting it with opinion. Thank God I voted my absentee ballot without reading the Cron's recommendations. Yuck. Donna from Roe Park. Wow. Thank you, Donna, Donna for those kind words. Donna. Well, some, I guess some of the kind words. <laughs> it's the kind words to you. Yes. So uh, <laughs> let me just tell everybody that you brought that letter in. That, that letter was to you. You stuck it in our pile of TVTM stuff so that we could just get this, like, 73-year-old woman ranting about how great you are and how terrible the TV talk machine is. I thought you were making some good points in there. Yeah, the, of course you did. That the listeners had Of course you did. You know what? That was pathetic. That was a, for you, that was a cry for help. Let me, you want a hug? I do. I do. I want do you want a hug or some HBO do you want to come, zone? One of the two. <laughs> do you want to come close to my Chevron? <laughs> I want to see. I want to see your tech release. By the way, <clears throat> apparently we are more sophomoric <laughs> than Borat. That's, and that's like, is, that really takes some doing. All right, let's go to yes. Canada. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's not to Canada. Hell, what's the Canada? Oh, I'm Canada. sorry, it's not. It's the Veil. It's Franny from the Veil. Whoa, what? Yes, Franny from the Veil. <laughs> oh, Franny from the Wait a minute. We're, this is set. is it a woman or a man? I don't know. Franny we, could go both ways. We, I'm not, not saying that particularly <laughs> about this Franny, but I don't you know what? I, you know what I'm getting at here. Franny from the Veil is different from Sherry from the Veil, yep. and Sherry from the Veil is going to be pissed off. Why? Shouldn't that shouldn't she be like uh, spread it's like Give someone We've else in your community that you have it? Yeah. We've increased our our listenership We've in the Veil. We've doubled it. I doubled it. <laughs> but at the same time, I know that Sherry from the Veil is very protective. Oh, she wants that turf. She And she's a she's a tough one. Do you think she kind of like marked her territory, if you will, in the <laughs> Veil? I think that Sherry just walks around, around Sunnyvale saying, you can suck it! <laughs> and then people just cower in their homes. But Franny has come out of her home and written an email. Well, let's right. see. Let's see what she has to say. Greetings, Tim, QB, and Nobby. Franny from the Veil. I've also done time in your favorite, or favorite, as she writes. Oh. Yes, Canadian city, Calgary. Ah, uh, that's... <laughs> what, why do you do that? Because that's the way it's said. It's not... Nobody calls so, it Calgary. My friend Randy from there says... Oh, who, 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 your friend Randy... First of all, you don't have any friends. <laughs> Please make sure Walton re- returns to the podcast with the rest of you. Oh, absolutely. I, we wouldn't... I wouldn't miss it. I was on the. I was riding pine like my son Luke Walton for f- weeks now. I've been edging to get back, and you know, as you well know, basketball season is about to restart. I was the sixth man with the Boston Celtics when we won the championship. <laughs> I know what it's like to be on the bench. I was at the Oregon Sports Hall of Fame when Maurice Lucas was intru- inducted, and Walton introduced him. Walton on forever surprised, and everyone, including Maurice, was looking for a hook to drag him off. <laughs> Brutal. Wait, so, wait, just so our listeners are clear, that was that, that was, was the letter. Yes. That was the letter. <laughs> yes. We were riffing, and then you went. You took you took Walton right into the letter. Yes, but I never fail to laugh when he makes an appearance in the podcast. <laughs> I heard the Clash's career opportunities today, and apparently now I associate that with the podcast as well. Oh. Uh, career opportunities, the ones that never knock. Every job they offer used to kick you off the dock. Career opportunities, the ones that never knock. A little work on the yeah, drums there. Yeah, wow. It was like uh, Topperhead and Topper head kind of uh, all tripped out there. <laughs> all right, hope to hear from you all again. Franny from the Veil. There was nothing. Here. Oh, <laughs> was Franny, though. That's exactly kind of what we like. She basically says, 
Welcome back. Yes, very nice. And that was uh, last week. We're getting closer. Oh, to we're we're real honing in. Thank you, Franny. Uh, this is John from the park. <clears throat> Dear Tim. That's not Ronert Park. I think he's uh, Menlo Park. I don't know. Well, I don't remember. I remember the, he's, he's a regular, but I don't know if it's Ronert or... You know what? Could I'm be South say, Park in the city. Could be South Park. I'm going to say Menlo Park because, you know, <clears throat> since we got that angry letter from Ronert Park. Dear Tim, I know you are supposedly on a hiatus. Indeed. But I am two podcasts behind anyways. <laughs> Who isn't? <laughs> yes. We're all, you haven't missed anything, <laughs> let me just tell you. And when you come back, you'll know you'll have some questions to answer. As a longtime listener, I know what kind of questions you answer and what kinds you ignore. <laughs> so here's a question that requires no knowledge or forethought. <laughs> what do you think is the most outrageous or disgusting thing ever shown on South Park? Oh, wow. My <laughs> choice has to be Stan Marsh covered in ectoplasm. In the Internet Shortage episode done in the Grapes of Wrath style, overlogging from season 12. And then he offers a clip, or oh. he offers a link to show it. Maybe you can put that on your blog. John from the Park. John from the Park. Grossest thing on South Park. Wow. Uh, that's, what, what do you think? That's a, that's a tough one. There's a lot of grossness there. The, this is the, this is that, uh... should we call, uh, what's your name from Canada <laughs> on this? <laughs> Amber. Amber from Canada. I don't think Amber would go for the Christmas poo. <laughs> I think she was, she's more. You know what? Amber Amber from Canada is back in the game now. Really? She's wait. She's waited us out. I got an email from her, basically saying, you know what? I'm here when you're ready. Uh, I mean, not to me, but I mean, no. I see. I know we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do it proper. We're gonna set her up with some questions. Do it proper. Should we? You know, you can't just like ambush her. Amber, get it? Amberish her. Ambush. <laughs> Okay. No, that's <laughs> awful. You should be on the bench now. Uh, I don't know. What is the grossest thing? Everything's I gross. On I, I love it. I just, uh, by the way, I just watched the uh, pandemic. Did you see that? Mm-mm. Yeah, it was the uh, the epidemic of uh, uh, <laughs> the epidemic of pan flute bands. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Genius. Two parter. Uh, All right, love it. Greg B from the Nickel Dime. Wait, are we uh, are we going to go to calls? No, we or? should go to a call. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are there moldy calls still on the line? Oh, there yeah. are some moldy calls, but none moldier than some of the <coughs> emails that Joe's been reading. So oh, you know, we, we should have made a read, a, read an email from like 1996. <laughs> <laughs> 1989, the summer, son of the funky drummer. Wow, let's You're go. Let's get wicked. <laughs> let's let's go to the calls. <laughs> Hi, Tim, QB, Benny, Sandra here again. I've been away in the UK, which might explain why there hasn't been any calls, given that I am the sole person calling this program. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm a bit late, it seems. Program's over. But anyway, I hope you all had a nice Christmas. My reason for calling is very quick. Firstly, uh, when I was in London, in between all the parties and frolics and whatever, I actually... Tim mentioned on the BBC website. All about Little Britain, USA. Listen to this. US critics have warned viewers of the crude humor in the US stateside show Little Britain, USA. And that's like, straight down, who did I see named after Tom Shales? But Lord Timothy von Kutban, who was quoted as saying, they seem more intent on shocking than being on wildly but hilariously inappropriate. 
You know, Tim, I was amazed. I mean, not only did I drop my nail clippers as I was tending the garden, but <laughs> I kind of said to myself, Jesus, Tim, you should think of a career in journalism. <laughs> I mean, you've got kind of a flow of words. It's kind of appropriate. Anyway, I'm guessing you don't like Little Britain, USA. So that's my question. Do you like it? Now, on to the business. The business bit for me is, of course, uh, firstly, the incredibly sad news that the TVTM is coming to an end. Just at a time when we need it more than anything else. I mean, I would have called you earlier, but I've just seen Sarah Palin on my iPod. And after her impersonation of Calamity Jane, masquerading as her, uh, her debate, I'm pretty damn scared, and I think we need TVTM for these rather difficult times. Also, I have a suggestion for a program, if I may. The program I gave last week was, of course, robes. I don't agree with this juicy judges stuff. The reason why I suggest white men, older men, is to get an older audience. We could then pitch it maybe to CBS. You know, I don't know about this women stuff. I, I don't know. I spent the first 20 years trying to worry about women, and I gave up after that. My suggestion is this. It's a revival program. And I'll just pitch it quickly. You've heard of Mr. Ed, of course. Wilbur. Well, I think <laughs> I found the perfect person to bring back Mr. Ed, your friend Bill Walton. Now, I don't know what this guy looks like. <laughs> I have no idea who he is or what he is. But I keep hearing him being spoken about in the program. <laughs> Could you imagine, you know, Mr. Ed, and you have him for the, for the naughties. A kind of laconic, um, depressive, morose horse. Wilbur, why is there always a smell of glue? Why there's no more oats? I think it would be perfect. Well, guys, I don't know when we're going to hear. You're going to hear this question. So all I'll say is, you guys have given me minutes, minutes of no hours upon hours of pleasurably fun, and believe me, normally I have to spend money on that. But love to your mothers. Take care of yourselves. And it looks like I have my reputation of being a show cutter. Because I used to listen to podcasts that have inexplicably died. Anyway, take care of yourselves and uh, keep the faith. Bye. Yes. Wow, a tour de force. <clears throat> a tour de force from Andrew, who's, who's, who visited England. Back to, then he's back to Ireland, probably. A lot going on there. Yes. But I, it, that is great. So he's got, he's got uh, Bill Walton... Playing uh, Mr. Ed. Mr. Ed as Wilbur. Oh, Wilbur! <laughs> that is very good. Yeah, it was good. That yeah. is a depressive Wilbur. Uh, it, it, I guess it never really occurred to us that people don't really know who. Yeah, the, Bill the Walton international uh, international listeners. Bill Walton is a uh, was a, a a Hall of Fame basketball player here, but uh, we but and, and a fan of the Grateful Dead, blah blah blah, and a great collegiate player. But we we love him from his, for his announcing. He's a it was an NBA. Announcer, is he still on the air? Is he going to be is back? Still on or the air, like, yeah. Oh, I yeah. I don't hear him as much as I you used to. cannot contain. You can you cannot stop Bill Walton. You can only hope to contain him. Yeah. Uh, but so yes, he, Bill Walton, a former player, a current announcer. Uh, Joe and I have been in love with him for years because he's just you know, he says many of the same things over and over, over, again, and over again. But also the vocal intonations. You know, it's funny that you and I have been doing this for so long. We just didn't occur to us that no one would know yeah. who Bill Walton is. Yes. <laughs> but now that we have this. We have this gigantic international audience, which is not even a joke. We do have a gigantic international audience. Um, 
I love, and, and also there's people who who live in this country who don't know who Bill Walton is, but just go with it. And I love that uh, some callers just say, you know, I don't know who this is, but I now I can't stop saying, talking like Bill <laughs> oh, Walton. Oh, it's fun to talk like Walton. Yeah, it's, <laughs> once you start talking like Walton, you can't stop, which is Andrew just pointed out. It's what's going to get us through the Depression. It Walton. will, it Walton, will. Yes. And uh, yeah, he just well, I'm never depressed. <laughs> just listen to a little Grateful Dead. Jerry Garcia was, ne- well, I guess he was a little depressed, but... Uh... Wow. So he touched on a lot of subjects. Little Britain, USA. Uh, you quoted, showed that at the Hoot Nanny. I did. Yeah. And you know, I'm a, I am a twice now. I think we did two. We do two versions or one. I can't even remember. My, my, I'm so we brain did that at the, uh, at, We did that at the. We showed that at the um, doing our El drunk fest. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, we, did you? By the way, Benny, did you? Any of your computers melt down? Because you had a lot of beer on sitting on the bottom of your <laughs> of your technical yeah. stuff. Some of the stuff, you know, the uh, the equipment got a little sticky at the bottom. Did it really? I'm not sure if that's from the beer or something else that happened. Oh, oh hey now. Hey, oh. Benny's equipment has got a little Whoa. sticky. I don't know. <laughs> hey, now. Uh, but so, yeah, I, I, I'm I a fan of Little Britain. I'm not that big of a fan of Little Britain USA because I think that they they went for shock value over... It, it's it's a fine line, but it's just it's not my it's weird because I really love it and I've I've been on record I've been reviews here in the Chronicle where um, I've really endorsed it, but uh, don't really endorse the U.S. version. Yeah, I'll keep watching. Yeah, it was uh, it's hit and miss. Yeah. I much prefer the Life and Times mm-hmm. of Tim. I thought that was very funny. Yeah, yeah very funny. The, the clip that you showed there. And also since since um, we've did our our couple of our hoot nannies and stuff, Catherine uh, Kim was on and um, my review <clears throat> in the Chronicle. Got a lot of attention in Australia, home to many of our other yeah. listeners, our yes. international listeners. In fact, I think some more Aussies should call in. Aussies and Kiwis alike. I know that they're uh, mortal enemies, but uh, <laughs> according, to, <laughs> according to the Flight of the Concords. But uh, we should have more of those callers. But in Australia, I, was, I did some radio in Australia because my review for uh, Catherine Kim, which I loathe, started off with, oh, great, now we've got to, now we've got to apologize to the Australians. <laughs> you know, because we import everything and then we ruin it, right? And then, we, and then, you know, Kath and Kim to them as a beloved, beloved sitcom over there, and we just botched it in the most just heinous way possible. So I did a couple of interviews over there uh, because the mom and daughter are like the same age. Starting, oh, no, it's with that. just so stupid. I mean, the litany of stupidity in the American version is can't even. You can't even. We don't have time for it. Um, but I will say, as we move on to an, on our TV talk. And thank you, Andrew, for calling. Also, a great call and a long one. I love yes. that he said that he was the show killer. So we talked about Paula Marshall as a show killer ages ago. He talked about he may be the last caller, but no, Andrew. This is yes. when you hear your words and you hear our words now. Realize that the TVTM has been revitalized. Yes, he's the first caller of the rest of our lives. <laughs> what? Does, I don't even know. What? What does that I mean? But we ha- we do have some TV stuff to talk about. Currently this week, well, we we're not going to mention any spoilers because um, Mad Men ended on Sunday night. This is uh, we're taping this on Monday. You should probably hear it on Tuesday if Benny's not uh, <coughs> writing it. What is wrong with you? I'm you've, a little phlegmy today. You've coughed the entire podcast. I'm sorry, a little phlegmy. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's All a change right. of seasons. Oh. <laughs> oh God, I don't know what that means. I don't. I don't know what anything you said today means. But but I'm happy to have you back. Seriously. I'm happy to have you back. I feel the love for you. Oh, God. <laughs> don't read it. Are you really going to go back to it? Thank Eye-opening and informative. <laughs> Great journalism. And it keeps things in real perspective. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm happy to know that you that 73-year-old women everywhere think that you're a kill with solid. Kill with that them. is your demo. Yeah. You know, that's the, that's the PBS demo. That's, a, that's post-CBS. It's post-Cougar. 
I don't know. Maybe she is a cougar. No. It's, it's <laughs> Don't look at me that way. I'm not going to say anything. I can't get in any more trouble. Uh, but we do have to talk about Mad Men because the season finale was Sunday. You're probably hearing this on Tuesday. This has been the longest, like, uh, sp- longest spurt of uh, semi-coherent uh, television analysis that's been on this podcast. It is almost. I, I thought we were. Uh, we were like for a second there. It almost got smart. So let's almost. Let's dumb it down a yeah, little bit. Let's let's end this right now. Show me your package. <laughs> well, you know what? That was one of the most uh, you know intellectually stimulating discussions you ever had on the uh, on the TVTM podcast. However, I think I'm going to have to cut that part of it and put it on to the next one. <laughs> we got a little long here. And uh, so, I think for our listeners come, you know, listening at this point, you're gonna have to wait till Thursday to hear it, because I'm gonna have to put it on the on the top of the next show. Oh, beautiful! All right, good deal. Maybe we'll we'll talk some more on Thursday about it. Yes. All right. You know what? From here on out, let's go highbrow. Yeah. You know what? Next, here's what we're gonna do. Next time we die, let's 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 do a deconstruction of Mad Men with our Walton voices. <laughs> what do you think about that? Oh, did you check out January Jones? <laughs> I, too, am having an existential crisis. It's brutal. I have the dual identity. I was once a stutterer, and now I'm not. I'm living two lives. One is an unknown American announcer who's been mimicked on a podcast that no one listens to. But I'm also a very popular real person on television. Brutal. Oh, Wilbur. (laughs) (laughs) All right, with that... Welcome to the thrilling return of TVTM. You wanted it. You got it. Now deal with it. For people who want to call in, and God, we're back in business, so they ought to call in. Well, Joe, what's the, uh, if you're in the continental United States, and our toll-free hotline is what? 888-SFC, like San Francisco Chronicle, TVTM. I think it's like SFC, Sucker Free City. Yes, well. San Francisco Chronicle. I guess yeah. you could do the SFC there. TVTM. Uh, if you're an international caller, call 415 415- Seven 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 eight eight two one, and if you want to send us a po- uh, uh, MP3 player that we can, you know, put on the air, send it to podcasts plural podcast plural at sfgate.com. All right, we're out of here. <laughs>